Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. One podcast, two assholes, and infinite possibilities. Strap in, for you're about to experience the brilliant awesomeness that is a couple of Average Joe's movie review show. You're welcome. Go. It's my life, I care. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Mike Sutherland. Hey, there you are, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing better than last week. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to our weekly dose of microphone therapy. Uh, this week it is our arrival episode. We are going to talk about that wonderful film and uh, anything else that pops into our heads. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> All that and more in a couple of hours. Joe's take it away, Johnny. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, how you doing? 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 All right, let's do it. All right, so, <laughs> so, uh, this has been a long week quote unquote for us because we didn't uh, we we took a little bit of a hiatus Noticeable? a little bit yeah yeah so normally we don't uh but you know sometimes life gets in the way and uh sometimes you got to be a little selfish yeah so all right but we're still here i'm still here so i'm ready to talk about movies good all right so about fucking time earlier this year uh, i think what about in august or so we saw a movie called hell or high water and that was, at the time, that was the best movie overall that I had seen this year, that we had seen. And I didn't, I wasn't sure if there was going to be anything else that would come out that would be as good as that movie. Well, with Arrival, it's, to me, it's like right up there with it, just in a different way. It Hell or High Water is like an overall, just complete viewing experience of a movie. It's done in every regard very well. Right. It's like like almost like a modern masterpiece. Uh, Arrival is different. Arrival to me is something that hits you on an emotional level. And when a movie can can break through my, I don't know, my, my manly... Cynical. My machismo wall or whatever the hell you want to call it and make me feel something enough that I'm, I'm feeling what the character's feeling. Right. Then you've got me, right? And not many movies do that to me. You know, I, sure, I get entertained all the time. Deadpool. Deadpool is one of my favorite movies from this year. <laughs> I just watched it again last night. See, yeah, it's fucking awesome, right? And Deadpool's a good example because Deadpool is one of those movies where there's not a whole lot of original things that happen in that movie storyline-wise, but it's the way that it's done. Yeah, it's boy meet girl, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy turns into fucking... Freak show. <laughs> free, yeah, freak show, superhero, Yeah, boy wins girl. Goes on homicidal rampage. Yeah, boy goes on hom- homicidal rampage. Breaks the fourth wall. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 it is like, that's kind of like how Arrival is if you think about it. If you really think about it, all of the, the story ideas with it when it deals with the actual alien 
storyline is its its ideas from other sci-fi films, Close Encounters. The biggest one to me is Contact right. from 1997. Which um, I, I had been talking about since we saw the trailer for this movie is I didn't want to see this movie because I just figured it's going to be another Contact, Jodie Foster. Yeah. You know, oh, she's really, she's talking to herself. Yeah, I was very, very hesitant about seeing it until I saw who was directing it. Right. When I saw that Danny Villeneuve... Uh, the French Canadian director was doing this. Uh, I was on board because this guy, so far, I mean, you know, with with just two films, with Prisoners and Sicario, he's already got me. Uh, he's already made me a fan. Right, and I never saw Prisoners, but yeah, I didn't want to see Prisoners because I, that's yeah, not a movie that I wanted. It wasn't see. marketed right. It, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna review the movie, but it was just the the trailers told you one thing, but when you saw it, actually just see the movie, right? It's and like, I'm sure it's a good movie. It oh, just it did great. Again, they actually did their job. With the trailers, by yeah. not giving anything away, yeah. Um, it, this movie is a little bit more difficult when when it comes down to quote unquote giving anything away, yeah. But the whole storyline, like what you saw in the trailers, is nothing compared to the actual story of this movie, yeah. It's... Which is actually they did a fucking phenomenal job, although they gave the aliens away. <laughs> but I, you know, you they're know... not, they're not. They're not really the main part of the story. No, they're they're always there. Yeah, but it's just that's just like the backdrop. Right. Exactly. You know, there there's it's like having a picture in the background that's always there. Yeah. You know, like let's say if a movie's filmed in New York, the whole skyline's always in the background. Right. right. It's like that. So this movie is 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 more about like the human experience. It's the human condition. I would say human condition, human experience. It's 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 personal. You know, I, <laughs> this is the funny part about this movie for me was I heard the intro. We heard the intro three fucking times because the the movie kept fucking up in the theater. Oh yeah. So the first five minutes of the movie we we saw three times, and was it three times or four? <laughs> Shit, I can't remember. Three times. Okay, three total times, and yeah, we kept seeing that damn uh, that that new. Uh, oh God. What the fuck is his name? The direct French director, uh, Luc Besson. Luc Besson. Holy shit! Luc Besson. We saw his new yeah, movie the trailer. Valerian trailer. Yeah. We saw. We kept seeing the the like the half the last half of that trailer <laughs> three times too. And then the light went off, and then you know. Yeah. And then we hear hear uh, Amy Adams' voice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm and you hear like what she's going through with her daughter and stuff, and her you know her baby, and and I mean I already could tell just from that first moment that this is going to be a sad movie and. It's going to be. It's going to have some meaning to it, right? I can just tell. And and like I said, I was already on board because of Denny, you know, Villeneuve. So I'm like, okay, you, you're you're already getting me. All right, you're you're taking, you know, the Kevin Smith thing. You're taking my money, right? right. So uh, everything about this felt right. It the introduction of the of the the uh, the actual alien showing up where you where it shows Amy Adams going to going to work, you know, because she's a she's a linguist professor. Um, at at a college, everything, just the way people were reacting, playing with their phones, and and then all of a sudden they're all staring at what's on the TV and and well, what's funny? Hold on, the the beginning of the movie because it actually goes back at, at some point during the middle of the movie, yeah, where it shows her arriving at the college, uh-huh. but and she had walked through the entire place without even paying attention to it, yeah, and then ends up in her in in her Class. classroom where she's like where is everybody and she didn't even pay attention it's like she didn't turn on the tv in the morning she didn't wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on there's news going on everywhere yeah and she arrives in her classroom you know and as she's trying to teach the course yeah 
is when those is when everybody's phones start going off. Yeah, and what I liked was it didn't immediately do like the Independence Day thing where it's showing the TV screen and it's showing, oh yeah, here's the ship here and here's the ship there and you know instead it, it, it shows from the perspective of the TV where you see everyone in the classroom with reacting. Amy Adams in front in the front and you see the way that they're reacting to it. And it the it's it this movie likes really liked to delve into human emotion and and how we react to things and how it it, it affects us because um, I I really paid attention to how like the stress level that was going through these characters through Amy Adams through Jeremy Renner's character through for even Forrest Whitaker's character because you know you could tell that this guy was very knowledgeable in his role you know as a as a was he was he a colonel. Yeah, he was. Uh, yes, Forrest Whitaker played Colonel Weber, and you could tell that this guy was very good at what he does. But even he was, even though he was used to seeing the alien thing because they had been dealing with it for a little while, he still this was something completely out of his element, and it just made him more, I think, subdued because of it as well. Uh, but when you like, there when what I liked was. I, I, look, I'm not gonna. I don't feel like doing the whole you know scene by scene thing. So what I'm gonna say is. When I talk about the effect that it has on humans, this this first contact thing, um, what I like is the movie doesn't have to show you everything. It doesn't have to tell you everything. It doesn't have to explain everything to you in simple words. It when the first time that Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner's characters um, get introduced to the aliens to Abbott and Costello, you know that's their names. Uh, they they don't show the whole entire interaction, right? You don't see how the interaction ends. It just cuts like halfway into it or whatever. It just cuts into it just them taking their now taking their suits off, right? And then you just see them shaking, right? They're just they 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 just had an experience that you can't even put into words probably. Right. You know, and that's what I liked about this movie. It's not it's not and I'm not trying to knock the original Independence Day or anything like that, but it's it's complete it's Yes, you are. Who cares? It's not... Well, because I, I still enjoy that as an entertainment popcorn flick, the original, not this fucking new one that came out this year, but um, but it's not like Will Smith going, oh, you alien, fuck you, you know, kind of shit. It's, instead, it's 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 different. It's way different. It It's on a, a deeper level. How about that? Does that make sense? Yeah. They, they didn't... The way that they treat the aliens is they didn't treat them as if they're hostile, in, in a sense. I mean, yeah. the military gets involved. Of course. And they hire, well, they sort of hire, they they test her, yeah. they test Amy Adams' character out before they actually bring her on board, yeah. you know, because she, even though they, she was her, they were. She was their first choice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, they couldn't get that sentence right. But they ended up going with their first choice. Yeah. And then, of course, Jeremy Renner, who plays the physicist. Yeah. And. They don't really waste any time getting from point A to point B, which is into the alien ship. Yeah. You know, they arrive. They're like, okay, get ready. We're going to go see them in X amount of time. Yeah. Because they, they get 18, every 18 hours, they get a few hours up in there with them. Right. And that's it. And they treat it, they treat the medium intelligently. Yeah. That's what's so good about this movie. It's it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, yeah. in my opinion. And a few other of these these intellectual sci-fi yeah it had non-star trek movies elements of uh the day there stood still the uh -huh. original you know with all the world leader kind of thing right stuff like that yeah and 2001 yeah where you, you know the what do they call it the obelisk uh the monolith the monolith yeah you know and yeah the, they're kind of 
they kind of shaped the alien ships mm-hmm. after that. But uh, when when like the the ship wrote when you saw it from the side, yeah, I'm like, man, that would be the perfect skipping rock. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what they look like. These these perfect ovoid skipping rocks. Yeah, you know, flat on the bottom and kind of made for your on finger top. to fit underneath it, so you can get the right grip yeah. on it. And exactly, yeah, and then you know, or you know, um. It, Kind of like a weird Star Wars spaceship. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want to bring Star Wars into it, but, you know, it, that's what that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Or Star Trek, if you want to go there. I I enjoyed the fact that they that the ship's physics were different. You could tell, I, I, it seemed to me that they were just there to, it seemed like they were, they were the, the ships themselves were in that shape and in that size to get noticed. Right. And it was only there so that humans would come in and then talk to the whatever two hosts are in there. Right. And they landed at different points yeah. on the globe. And then what uh, what was it? Um, Jeremy Renner said that the, uh, the different points represented, you know, different parts of... Either entertainment, yeah, you know, some, you know, th- that's where, where there these, was a big pop hit. Yeah, somewhere. Some, somebody had a big pop hit in in these particular places. Yeah, they couldn't really tell. It was just all it was. It was so there was more coincidence than anything. But what I liked about it was it's not just that. If you actually do some research on conspiracy theories where aliens have shown up, yeah, the, the alien ships. That's where all the alien ships have shown up. Okay. So, in, and one of them in particular was off the coast of. In in um Indonesia, okay, Saudi Arabia. There's one that there's a rumor that there's a underground alien ship in, in, in not underground, but it's it's in the water, uh-huh. and that's where it had crash landed. Yeah, and these aliens are living there, manipulating <laughs> the world or whatever they're doing. Oh. But if you look up, like I said, alien conspiracy theories and and alien where the alien ships are in yeah. the world, it'll probably pretty much match up with the map that you saw mm. on in, in the movie Arrival. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought that was really cool. So they had Siberia, of course, because the there was a couple of meteors that have hit there in the past couple of years. Yeah. And you have Australia and off the coast and and uh, Hong Kong and and all around the world. There's twelve of them. 12. Yeah. I mean, there was even one that was in Sierra Leone. Yeah. You know, I was like, why the fuck would you be there? Yeah. You know. But it seemed like it was spread out like that on purpose to maybe you know have all these different nations talk to each other. Yeah. And work together. Right. So which it leads into. I uh, what I liked was this movie. Um, the story. Line, you know the, the the intelligence that's put into this to the actual you know like mythology of the film mm-hmm. is uh, it's very Carl Sagan ish. Oh yeah, Asimov ish, maybe even Hubbard ish. No, <laughs> was, it, was it Todd Chang? Is that his name? Todd Chang. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, his name is Ted Chang Chiang, um, who, Chang. who Chang. created the uh, the novella or the short story uh, called "The Story of Your Life" back in uh, I think it was uh, published in 1998. And uh, Hollywood had been trying for a while to adapt this into a, into a film. And I, you know what? I, I have no negatives about this movie that I can really think of, except one, the title of the film. This movie could have gone under, by, by the subject matter being so intimate about the, the human condition, um, you think they could have come up with a better title than that, than just Arrival. I, I know Arrival is simple and it, 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 it makes people think of an alien, you know, movie, right? But 
Arrival seems kind of weak. It just feels like throw a throwaway title for a film. Because I, I think we both agree that when we like what we said when the movie first was announced and we saw trailers for it, we're like, oh, it looks well done, but it still doesn't look like anything special, right? And that's what the title tells me. Arrival. Ooh, wow, that, they they really put some fucking thought into that title, right? But from what I understand, um, Villeneuve uh, actually went through hundreds of different titles before uh, uh, I don't know members of the cast or something just said, hey, just call it Arrival. He's like, you know what? All right, fine. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> I guess he decided to concentrate on more shit other than that. Yeah. But I mean, and we're missing one of the biggest parts of the story, which is the way that the story is told is past present. Yeah. So it it deals with um, Banks, which is Amy Adams' character. Yeah. She she's lost her daughter uh, to cancer or some some disease. Yeah, it was an uh, incurable form of a. Uh, for for me, it looked like. I don't know, some, possibly some kind of leukemia or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. It yeah. just says an incurable disease. Yeah, and you know, what I was actually th- looking up the book. Yeah, it, but it, I mean, it doesn't even really matter. Like that—that's that, what I like about yeah, this movie. It's not—it's not important. Yeah, it, it gets the point across without having to over-explain it. Right. Yeah, she doesn't survive. Yeah. And and she lives to like what her late teens or early yeah, something like that, early twenties. Yeah. And you know. The father. They never show the father. Yeah. The father's not involved. It, it's always, you know, dad doesn't look at me the same way. Yeah. After, after Amy Adams tells dad that she's got a disease. Yeah. And she's going to die. Yeah. You know, it's just going to, it, it's going to come at some point. Just be prepared for it. Yeah. And you can't ever be prepared for that shit. Yeah. So she has to go at it alone, basically raising this child. Yeah. And I mean, there's more to it than, than just that because- you know, she, the the you know one of the big spoilers of the movie is you know, she had foreknowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And and what's going on is we find out that Jeremy Renner's the dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right at the end of the movie, but I was already I was already feeling that way before that. Yeah. And uh, what, you know, there was this intimacy between them when they talked. You know, you could tell that there's something was going to happen between them. Right. But they don't they don't go overly mushy with it. No. They you know, not at they all. keep the story the story. You don't see you know Renner and Adams go at it in some fucking back room because they have an immediate connection. Yeah. Because like they, in all you these know, other like movies. when you go through an extreme experience, you both get riled up. Right. Yeah. And and they didn't do that. They didn't go cheap Hollywood on us. Yeah. You know, they kept it relatively real. I mean, this happens over, it seems to happen over, I don't know. Not, it doesn't, weeks? Yeah. It, maybe even months? Days to weeks. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's that long. Maybe maybe a month or two. Well, because, I mean, if they could only go in once a day, r- roughly, on average, once a day, because every 18 hours. So that's um, all that stuff that they got, you know, all the communication that she did back and forth with them, with the aliens, and, and, and you know, getting um, all of their uh, their language you know, yeah, um, and being able to test it and you know uh, compare it to other things and trying to decipher it and right. So I would assume it, it, yeah, it had to at least go over weeks, if not more. Yeah, you know, I but I, I just I like how I like how the movie's not afraid to to like um, show what other countries were doing. You know, they didn't overdo it, but you could tell how some other countries are worried about it. But they're not. It didn't make it look like all the other countries were stupid. Like, oh, well, we're just immediately going to bomb it. Instead, there was just suspicion. Right. right? And then they're like, well, well, the biggest one was the Chinese. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then we get the you know the Russians have already assassinated uh, have already killed their guys yeah. to keep this big secret. Yeah, they're scientists know, because the aliens have said that they wanted a weapon. Yeah. But Adam's character is like, well, a weapon could be a tool. Yeah. We don't know exactly what they want. They could be it could be misconstrued. Let's let's not fucking jump the gun here, yeah. so to speak. Exactly. Yes. It, it, it 
there was this level of tension <coughs> throughout the entire film. And I think what laid the groundwork for it was the beginning of the movie. Once again, I'll, I'll go back to uh, Johan Johansson's score. Um, it felt very personal and very intimate and very deep. And because I knew that this movie was going to be deep, that every scene where they're going towards the ship and they're going in the ship and then they're out of the ship and, 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 and you know, banter in between before they go back in again and talk some more. I felt this tension. Like, I really felt like this was an end of the world type movie. My big question is, is when, okay, so at one point during the movie, the, the, the soldiers, now there's, that's a big tense part of the movie. Like yeah. first, it goes actually almost halfway. You know what that reminded me of? The soldiers thing? It reminded me of Jake Busey's character from Contact. Okay. Remember? Because he- I never saw Contact. Oh, fuck. Um, anyway. I'm not a Jodie Foster He person. played a religious zealot um, who was um, a head of a church, and he was all, "Is he? are these the people you want talking to your God for you? Right. That kind of guy. And um, there's a scene in, the, in, in near, like over halfway through when Jodie Foster, or Tom Scarrett's character is about to go into the machine that-, that supposed to take him across the galaxy right right and what happens is you see that that jake Busey's character is is in disguise pretending to be one of the scientists up on on the ship and then all of a sudden a bomb goes off okay and then but it was that's what it reminded me of straight up it was the contact yeah and, and soldiers. The, yeah i think this movie is going to have a lot of correlation with contact because yeah. it's the seems, alien language too yep it seems that yeah. it it was it's just another it's taking that that idea to yeah. the next step um but what bugged me about it was okay, so the soldiers, the soldiers start to believe the media, the news reports, yeah, the, these this brainwashing, if you want to call it that, yeah, and they start to believe that these things are here to destroy them, yeah, in, in a sense, I guess. But they set up a bomb to go off, yeah, and they they don't they try to stop. Renner and Amy Adams character. Yeah. But then they're like, okay, whatever. We're not going to force you guys. Just go go do your thing. You know? It's already in motion. Kind yeah. Of yeah. And the aliens saved them. Yeah. What happens to the to the guys that were down there, the the rebels? To the soldiers. Yeah. yeah what happened to those guys? Because um, that doesn't really seem to be explained. I, I think that it wasn't important enough to... to it, it, I think the gist of it was because you could hear the gunfight. Down, yeah, you uh, could hear the gunfight, but... So I'm pretty sure that they all got killed. Right. And then it, this, the story moves on. Right, but you don't see it. You just hear it. Yeah. So I, I would just assume because they're going to be outnumbered. Yeah. They're outnumbered because they got a whole... There's a whole fucking, you know, camp. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and then right, right after that happens and then they exit the ship. Yeah. You know. And that was a cool scene. And you don't see see you don't see the aftermath you don't see the dead bodies or anything else like yeah. that but you do see Forrest Whitaker and his and, and the army yeah. show up yeah you know and they ask are you okay yeah. you know because they didn't they're like oh well we didn't really have anything to do with it yeah you know it's and that right there tells me that this movie is much more intelligent than all the other alien invasion movies out there yeah because these two scientists it, any other Hollywood alien invasion movie would be like, oh, well, you know, we were attacked and the, the army is definitely behind this and it's a black ops thing and, you know, yeah. and and we've got to escape. We've got to get out of here. We've got to save the aliens, you know. We've got to <laughs> take over their ship and fly it away. Yeah. And and that generally leads into bullshit. It, it leads into Independence Day style bullshit. Yeah. They, the, the army comes up and says, hey, you know, Whitaker and, and company, hey, what the fuck? Are you guys okay? Yeah. We have no idea what happened. You know, these guys got sucked into some fucking, you know, zealoty thing. Yeah. And 
and we didn't see it coming till the end. It, and it was a, it wasn't a, an over explanation of what happened. It was a, just a concise explanation of we don't know. Yeah. But we have we have taken steps to ensure that this is not going to happen again. Yeah. And and Renner and Adams are okay with that. Everybody's okay with that. Even the CIA guy that's there. Yeah. This 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 guy that is built up to be some conniving piece of shit. Agent Halpern. He's not a conniving piece of shit. Yeah. But the way that it's written is that he's got stuff to hide. Yeah. And he's not hiding anything. You know what's funny is you if you if you notice with certain movies, um, there'll be an actor that you don't see very often, and then all of a sudden you'll see him a bunch of times in one year. Right. That actor, Michael Stahlberg, he uh-huh. was in Doctor Who, Doctor Strange the week before. Huh. He was the asshole doctor that Doctor Strange liked to fuck with. Oh, okay. Yeah, same actor. Nice. We never see that guy. Right. But there he is. Boom. <laughs> yeah, it just it just happens that you know when when your time is due, your time is due. Yeah. Type of thing, you know, which should be happening to us. But yeah, that guy. God damn it, happened to us. But, but yeah, but that guy. You know, yeah, he comes off like an asshole, but he's he's the pragmatic side, right? Yeah. You know, they they said weapon. I mean, when they say fucking weapon. What do you think? You know, it, I get it. Yeah, and and everyone there because they're military or of a form of military or intelligence. Yeah. They they all over. They don't overreact. They just react. Yeah, they have know? a defensive attitude. Yeah, and and she's the. As you said, she's the pragmatic, let's fucking think this through before we do anything. Yeah, that's why she's the linguist. Right. So so they allow her this this opportunity. They mm-hmm. they they tell her, you know, it's yours. This is your deal. Yeah. You know, so she's running the show. Her and Jeremy Renner are running the fucking show. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Whitaker's under pressure constantly because he has generals and the president right. constantly asking him about this, asking him about that. What, right. You know. You, and, and and they do have a limited time yeah. before the shit goes down. Yeah, and then they got to worry about China. Yeah. Because China's also influencing other countries that have these uh, shells. Yeah, and then everybody starts to disconnect from the feed, the worldwide feed. <laughs> yeah. So they're not sharing information anymore, and this comes down to the end. But again, it's past present. Mm-hmm. Everything that's everything that's happening has already happened. Yeah. And what we're and then we see kind of near the end of the movie where Amy Adams' character. Yeah. Does something, you know, well, she ends up calling the general, the, the Chinese general. Yeah. And it was like she didn't, she didn't realize that she was seeing the future. I don't think she's seeing the future. I think she's living both at the same well, time. I, I know, but I mean, she didn't come into full acknowledgement, like awareness until she understood the language. Once she understood the language, that was when she knew. That's right. That's when she was, became part of that time loop. Right. But I, again, I don't think she's living future pat I think she's living both timelines or the to- whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. let's just call it the timeline uh-huh. she's living it all at once mm-hmm. so the the death the birth and death of her daughter yeah and Jeremy Renner's character who is ends up being her husband leaving and and then her calling the general to soothe things out to make sure and and the the word the key word the, the phrase that she says to the general from uh, because you know it was his dying wife's uh, last words yeah um all of those things happen are happening at once yeah we're but the way that they block it off in the movie is alien the 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 past and the present kind of intertwined in that timeline yeah and then it kind of leaves it up in the air at the end where it does Renner stay or does yeah. he actually end up leaving because she's older like when when she's a little girl she in her, she's uh, 
seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. You know, is when she tells her mother that, you know, hey, dad doesn't look at me the same way anymore. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, she's older now and they're sitting down to eat. Yeah. And one of the key phrases was her saying, do I tell him yeah. and commit myself to reliving this uh-huh. or do I just let it go? Yeah, you know? and, there's a qu- and then one of the questions at the end of the movie was, if you uh, were able to see the f- you know the future- If you could live your life all over again. Yeah, would you change things? Right, and it looks like she did. Yeah, so-, so. Yeah, I look, man. That I mean, they, by the time it got to the end of that movie, um, the alien shit didn't matter anymore. It was like I don't want to say tertiary because it was very important, right? But it was that wasn't what the the meat of this movie was about. It was about Amy Adams and this this connection, this memories, everything. It was it made me feel something, right? And I was in the movie at that moment. I I, I was going through what she was going through to a point, right? You know? And that is that is damn good story or filmmaking when you can do that. Yeah, he really pulled everybody in. I mean, <laughs> as I've been surprised going to the movies this these past couple of weeks mm-hmm. because I've been expecting people to be fucking assholes. Yeah. And everybody, when the fucking movie starts, it seems everybody's just shutting up, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's, I'm just not I, noticing it much I think because uh, a lot of people are still uh, in shock about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. This has been going on for at least three months. So. I know, fucking around. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, so I- Let me tell you something. <laughs> God damn it! So, um, man, I, I, fuck. I, I'm not gonna get into politics. I'm not. I'm not. No, we're not talking about politics. I just, I, I, I love though. I, I, but it does, it does play into this movie. Yeah, you know. And the one thing that we that they left out, which is great, is we don't see the world leaders. Uh huh. We just see the linguists, if you want to call them that, from the different countries that are connecting together. Yeah. And then, of course, the aliens say, hey, you know, you guys need to all fucking start communicating because we need help and we're going to die in 3,000 years in the future. We can, we already know that's going to happen, but we need your help. Yeah. And by you helping us, we'll help you. Help us to help you. Help us to help you. Okay, yeah. Dr. Cox. So. Help me help you. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Perry Cox. Scrubs. Okay. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love this movie. I don't know if it's going to have the same effect seeing it a second time. Um, I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what, either way, uh, that musical score makes this movie better than it, it might actually be. Right. But it's so goddamn, uh, uh, it, uh, what's the word, magnetic. It pulls you in. Right. It, it makes you get into this movie. But it's a complete package kind of thing. So... Um, I really, I, dude, I, I love this movie. I gave it, I believe I gave it a nine out of 10. Yeah, I do too. You know, it, it was, it was very good. It's one of our, one of my top uh, picks of the year. Absolutely. Um, so when it first came out or like a week before it came out, it was at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And then, uh, right when the movie came out, it dropped to like 93% and it stayed there. It's still, even a week after it's come out, it's still at 93%. Yeah. So and we we put it at what? What was yours? Um I think it was at 70, yeah. And I'm at 68. Yeah. But that was based off of the, tra- yeah, the, the trailers. trailers, yeah. So Exactly. And so I just figured that, you know, it might be good, but you know, I mean I mean generally we're fucking pretty on yeah. with the Rotten Tomatoes prediction. And we don't, you know, we don't do any look up of what the movie is going to be. We don't look up Rotten Tomatoes. We don't, you know, to to get our scores. We just, you know, we're just pulling it out of the, pulling it out of our ass. Yeah, as it were. Yeah. So, um, 
I highly recommend seeing this movie. Yes. Uh, it deserves to make money. It deserves to be seen. It's way better. This is the opposite of Independence Day Resurgence. Yes. Complete opposite. Yeah. This is this is the Sicario of 2016. Yeah. It, it, it needs to be watched. Yeah. And I, I think that, look, I think I, I believe I gave uh, Independence Day Resurgence a 0.5 out of 10. Uh-huh. And that was my that was a zero for me. This movie makes it a negative point five now. Right. That's how fucking much better of a film this is than that. Right. Um that's 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 all I gotta say about Arrival, man. Go see it. Absolutely. That's it. All right. So that's all we got for this week. Uh the next film that we will be talking about on a couple of average Joes will be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Absolutely. All right, we'll talk about that and uh let you know how we feel about it. Okay. All right, so for a couple of average Joes, I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right, bye-bye. Good night. Good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show indeed. Hakuna Matata, bitches. Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.